Sadat X come on the show once. I couldn't get him to come on. He wasn't interested. I'm a big fan of Brand Nubian. Shout out to Lord Jamar because he has he has the, the God cast that he does with Rod Digger. Rod Digger's been on the show before. Obviously, uh, part of the, the Flip Mode squad and, and Rampage has gotten all the people from Flip Mode to come on the show and provide compelling content. I'm a big fan of Rod Digger. I'm going to have to do a top five dead or alive of, of female MCs. Rod Digger's way, way up there. I was talking about Bahamadia the other day. And the sound bombing movement. Back in the day, everybody's dropping a mixtape now. You have Griselda puts a mixtape out every week, seemingly. But back in the day, people used to put, Funkmaster Flex used to put mixtapes out. Violator used to put mixtapes out. And mixtapes would, would be kind of a crew base. There wasn't usually a solo artist that was putting a complete mixtape out. It would be a crew. I remember Mob Deep dropped Free Agents when they were in between labels before they went to G-Unit. And they were featuring Infamous Mob and all of the other people in their crew. And Raucous Records, which was the, the big underground movement of the late 90s, early 2000s. And Most Def was a Raucous Records guy. Talib Kweli was a Ruckus Records guy. Evil D used to produce over at Ruckus Records. You had all the conscious guys. You had guys like Sadat X, Grand Pooba, which messed with them. You had Bahamadia was on Sound Bombing. You had Pharaoh Mach. Underrated MC, man. Pharaoh Mach and his polysyllabic flow on beat, off beat. And these guys were, were conscious. They were they were conscious dudes. They weren't. This wasn't the the whipping the bricks. This wasn't the driving the Bentley type of hip hop, yachts, women, weed, Alize, Tangeray. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't that. That wasn't. That wasn't what Ruckus Records was. Ruckus Records was was really in the the upliftment of African-American communities, and it was talking about conscious rap. Common, I don't think he was signed to Ruckus Records, but he did a lot of stuff with them. It was really kind of the good guy's rap. It was people that talked about the, the, the diaspora, talking about what was going on in the community, talking about what was going on in neighborhoods of color, the, the Latinx and African-American communities, primarily in New York City, in the Bronx, in Brooklyn, in Queens, and it was a different type of flavor, but it was it was a fantastic 
movement. They had the Lyricist Lounge, which was really dope. Most Def, they were really getting into poetry. And, and Most Def, I felt that uh, Black Thought was involved in this. I felt that they were really getting into the core elements of where, where I wanted to see hip-hop go. I wasn't a big fan of hip-hop after the shiny suit era. So you got to the, to the point where after Biggie died and Tupac died, Diddy kind of took it over. People, yeah, Diddy and Mace floating around in videos wearing shiny suits and all of that. I didn't like that. I didn't like where hip-hop was going in that direction. I didn't want to listen to that. I didn't like that commercial half rap, half pop stuff. I didn't like it. I thought it was trash. I could not stand it. So I got deeper into my underground stuff. And I really, I really messed with, with Rockets, the whole, the whole Rockets staff. That's what I was messing with late 90s, early 2000s. I really started getting deep into Pete Rock and some of uh, getting into I and I. And Baby Paw, some of the some of the music that came out that Pete Rock was dropping during that era. There's a lot of really good underground music that I found during that era. That's when I found MF Doom. I discovered MF Doom. I had remembered him from KMD when he was in third base. But I discovered MF Doom in that era. And that's that's really where I went from, from a hip-hop perspective. Um, kind of pivoting. It's an interesting story. I'm not... I saw the time I'm not a tea spiller. I'm not really one to get into the gossip and the innuendo and all of those things. But it's such an interesting story. I have to, as a legitimate journalist, I have to bring it up. And I don't listen to these artists. So I'm reading from Rollingstone.com. And the title of the, the article is Young Thug Carried the Weight of Atlanta on His Shoulders and Now It Could Crush Him. Seemingly overnight, Atlanta's most prominent rap label went from triumph to tragedy. The once triumphant world of Atlanta hip hop is in a state of emergency just days after a far reaching 56 count indictment named Young Thug, Gunna, and more than two dozen other artists from YSL's roster as alleged conspirators in a well organized criminal organization. So they recode that arse. You had a new signee, Little Keed, passed away back on May the 14th. I had seen where his brother, I don't, I don't, I don't, they hadn't reported the why, but he passed away. A lot of stuff going on. He was a, he was a protege of Young Thug. He was not in, he was not in any of the indictments, but also among the first to speak out on the allegations against YSL. He wrote that YSL is not a street gang. And then he turns up dead a couple of days later. Uh, Young Thug's name is Jeffrey Williams. He's listed as the head of the supposed organization in the indictment that stands accused of violating Georgia's RICO Act, as well as participating in criminal street gang activity. Many of the charges cite his lyrics as evidence as an overt act in furtherance of the conspiracy. Now, MF Doom on the on the M, on the Um Food album <laughs> it was MM Food Um Food. We need food. One of my favorite albums. I gotta talk more about MF Doom. Losing losing MF Doom, man, I'm telling you. And when MF Doom died, of all of the artists that have passed away, when I, I found out that he died, I actually had just broadcast the show. And I went to my car and pulled up my phone and found out he had passed away. I sat in my car 
for like an hour and 30 minutes just paralyzed thinking about MF Doom. I liked MF Doom that much. He was my Kobe. I say all the time, MF Doom was my Kobe. We all have stars that, that we just idolize and immerse ourselves into. That was MF Doom for me. But MF Doom on the song Rap Snitch Knishes, he talks about people snitching on himself. <laughs> Rap snitches, telling all their business. Be in the court and be their own star witness. Do you see the perpetrator? Yeah, I'm right here. Mess around, get the whole label sent up for years. Y'all didn't know I had bars. Basically talking about rappers that, that snitch on themselves. And that's basically what the feds did. Now, I've had, Chris Gotti came on the show many years ago and talked about, because this isn't the first time that a hip-hop conglomerate has been Ricoed. Murder, Inc. got Ricoed with Ja Rule and Irv and Chris Gotti. All of that stuff that they were doing beefing with 50 Cent and and Supreme, the Supreme team and all of that. And I don't, I don't want to get too much into that because I'm not a street dude, so I'm not going to talk about street stuff because I don't, I don't want nobody putting the K on me if they bump into me at, at a club or something. So this is this is information that's out there, and, and Chris Gotti came on the show, talked about the experience, how the feds came in. The feds have, have come in and, and lit up hip-hop conglomerates that were running afoul of the law. This isn't, this isn't the first time that this has happened, and this won't be the last time that it's happened. There are times where hip-hop labels are started with drug money, and with illegal money, with blood money, all of that stuff. And ultimately, if you engage in nefarious activities and you're involved in the gangster stuff and you're using, you're using your label as a front for those things, the, the feds are going to catch you. They already don't, they don't want to see. You think the feds want to see Gunna whipping around a Bugatti when those people are driving Honda Civics? So you already put, I see, I see people online all the time. I see these young Gen Z guys. They got the money phone out. They got the stacks out. I see little Dirk do it. And I just, every time I see somebody do a, do an interview or a podcast or something, they got a million dollars on the table. I'm just like, I hope that, I hope that they got their paperwork straight. I hope that their lawyer and accountant is on point because the feds is watching. The streets is watching. And I won't get into the whole Atlanta hip hop scene. I don't know. I don't know that. That's not my specialty. I don't know. Obviously, these gentlemen are innocent to till proven guilty. But it's just unfortunate to see young enterprising businessmen get taken down by the feds. The feds, they don't rico people for the hell of it. When they rico you, that means that they've got you on the wire. They got you on the Lester Freeman wire. They're watching money move from point A to point B. It's not good when the feds show up. Their, their, their rate of winning cases is astronomically high because they've already got their ducks in the road. They got their I's dotted and T's crossed before they, before they bust in with the guns and badges. So it's just that street stuff, man, is, is I don't know. I, you have to transition in your business practices. I, I, I'm a big fan of Freddie Gibbs. I'm a big fan of Benny the Butcher. I see, like I said, I'm not into the tea spilling, but I see that they're beefing. They're allegedly some crews got into a fight and, and Freddie Gibbs ended up getting his eyes swelled up and all of that stuff. I, I just, I hope to see brothers be enterprising and carry this thing like a bunch of Republicans, man. 
be businessmen. That that street stuff is cool for clicks. It's cool for Worldstar and Complex.com and all of that stuff. But at the end of the day, don't let the streets mess up your bag when you're already talented and you're already getting M's. Just doesn't make any sense. Paragon 7 Studios. listening to the Lance J Radio Network. What's wrong with him? He ain't been acting like himself lately. I mean, it kind of hurt because we've been best friends since we was in the second grade. Did you know that? And I try to talk to him. He don't even hear me. He gone. I mean, I could look out for myself, but... Man, I don't know what he might do to steal. The way he been acting lately. You're my man and everything, but uh, I'll do a minute if I have to. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. It's time to switch to T-Mobile. Right now, pay zero cost when you do. Keep your number and keep your phone. We'll even pay it off. Only at T-Mobile, the leader in 5G. 